folks, uh, let's talk about uh, mistakes to avoid uh, when uh, scaling your expert business. Now, you might be at a point where you are ready to grow and you're ready to expand. You're already making some good money. However, uh, uh, you'll find that now you have a team and uh, now you have no sort of problem. Well, before... The problem was, uh, how do I build my reputation? How do I find the right clients? How do I create my signature program and methodology? Now the problems are, how do I find the right people? How do I get the right people to work with me and stay with me? Uh, but now I don't have enough money maybe to pay full-time salaries. And I don't want to have full-time employees. And, oh my God, do I need to have an office or shall I have a virtual team? Well, but now all the team is falling apart because I'm not communicating effectively with them. So all these kind of things are very likely to happen if you are scaling and if you are growing your expert business. And it happens in any business. But I think that when you're running an expert business, which is a business which is focused a lot on your personal brand, then when you are introducing other team members is a, a different dynamic from having another business which started uh, with other team members or maybe with a business partner or maybe with other people working with you and for you. So I would love to talk today about, uh, in this episode of Explode Your Expert Biz, in this solo episode, I would love to talk today about uh, the mistakes that uh, you can avoid and the things that you need to be aware of, in particular when you are growing and when you are scaling your expert business. Because at least if you are aware of them, then you will be able to spot them when you are going to meet them, if you are going to meet those kind of mistakes or those kind of problems along the way. And then you can be prepared. Because if you are prepared, that means then you can be way way, 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 did I say way, way more effective. So let's start the music and thank you very much for joining here on uh, another great episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show. I'm really excited about, about, about today, about what I'm going to talk about. So what is one of the first mistakes that uh, we can avoid when uh, uh, building our and growing and expanding our expert business? Well, one of the biggest mistakes to avoid is uh, the finding, uh, is how to find the right partner. In particular, if you're looking for a business partner or you're looking at someone that can help you grow your business in terms of partnerships level. And um, it's easy when you are looking at partnerships to find someone who is um, similar to you. Because uh, you, you have the same values, you have the same beliefs, you have the same energy. Uh, immediately there is this click. Uh, I said, we are like each other. We are going in the same direction. Oh my God, this is absolutely awesome. That's the problem with this is that if you find a business partner which is exactly like you in terms of personalities, in terms of um, great points and also in terms of uh, like mistakes that they can make, then the business is not, a is not going to grow really fast. Actually, it's going to be pulled in two different directions because you will be able to have the same strength, but at the same time, you have the same weaknesses. So you cannot see the problems on different, uh, in, from different point of view. There is no variety in there. And in particular, if you find 
a business partner which is exactly like yourself. Maybe you, you love the spotlight, you love being at the center of attention, you're very creative, not very organized, and then you get a, someone exactly like you. For the first few months, it's going to be a lot of fun. But when problems start ha- happening, now we need someone who is detailed, who actually loves processes, who actually loves systems. And this is the most important thing. This is the very first thing I want you to know today because uh, if you're able to find the right business partner, when you're able to find the right business partner, when you're able to find the right person who is going to be working with you, that is on the same wavelength, that is on the same page, but is complementing you instead of uh, being exactly like you, that's the perfect person you want to find. And I made this mistake, uh, and Ben and I made this mistake, because when we started GTEx, uh, Ben and I have the same exact personality. And uh, it created problems. Uh, uh, we, we were arguing a lot, and we were not getting things done in the best way. We were making a lot of very silly mistakes, but at the same time, we were both action takers. So we just gone on and on and on and on and on, up until then we could have find someone else that could... Uh, you know, bridge, uh, uh, let's say, bridge the gaps and uh, and help us uh, in in this way, um, bring something different to the table. So that's uh, one thing that is really important to, to be aware of. Uh, how do you select your business partner, in particular right now, if you're looking for a partnership? Another thing which is really important is that when you're looking at a partnership and a business partner, you need to be aligned, you need to want the same things from your business and also very similar things from life as well because you're going to be working together for a for a long period of time and in particular at the growth phase of the business where now you know what you're doing but you need better you need to expand there are going to be a lot of processes a lot of systems a lot of procedures a lot of templates to be put in place so then everything can run seamlessly with a very uh, small part of your input with a very minimal input from yourself which is then the ultimate freedom of uh, being an entrepreneur is having being able to have a business which can run without you when you are not required for the business to be sustainable and keep growing. So make sure that you find the right person who is also in there for the long run because uh, in that moment, unless they are really excited about creating processes and system, there is not going to be a lot of excitement in terms of explosion, in terms of growth, because very likely you are going to spend a lot of your time in uh, the... Uh, in sorting out those processes and uh, more time uh, creating systems and taking everything that is in your head out on paper or on a laptop or creating video training for your team members so then they know what uh, you have in mind and they can make decisions as you were there. But they need to be trained in this way and also you need to, to follow them and to assess them. And if you have a team around you that can help you do that, then... Uh, is even better, but that is a process that takes time. And you can expect that the sales are not going to grow as much as when you were just by yourself, just making things happen. Because now your attention is divided between the team that needs your care, that needs your attention, and also the fact that the company needs to grow. 
So expect that there might be a dip on sales. Uh, and uh, while you're preparing yourself, putting the foundation in place for then having another explosive part of your growth. And uh, that's uh, the thing where I'm sharing these things today with you guys, because that's where we are going through at the moment. Uh, we, we literally went from 40 members to 12 team members in a year. And it has been a huge learning curve for me. Uh, in particular, because be, uh, before I used to be managing teams when I when my background in restaurants and in the catering industry, but it's completely different from being a manager and being a business owner manager. In fact, uh, uh, managing is was not one of my strongest skills, and it's something I'm learning. There's a great book that um, our non-executive director Jeff uh, got me to read, which is the One Minute Manager. Oh my God. Such a great book. Another great book I'm reading at the moment on management and principles is actually called Principles from Ray Dalio. Awesome, awesome resource in terms of management as well and understanding how to grow a company and get other people to think and to bring forward and to keep going like you were there with them and like you are the driving force of the business. And I think that by setting up the business in this way, where the, which is structured to scale, then uh, even if you take that dip in sales, it's worth it. Because now then you're ready to even a faster explosion, to even faster growth. And then there's going to be another plateau after a certain point where you're building and putting out the systems and the strategies and processes to get ready for the next step. And I found that a lot of very successful businesses, they grow in this way. And in particular, if you're an expert, you want to make sure that people will make decisions and will behave as you were there with them, as you were there driving your company. Because your customer wants you. And now you want to make a transition to have such a stronger team that instead of your customers wanting you or wanting to work with me, Simone, now they want to work with, with my team. So is a process as well of rebranding from the me to the we. And that is, again, an interesting process in part because then your customer needs to get used to the fact that they might not have access to you anymore or they might not have access to you anymore in the same way they were having access at the beginning because now you need to be focused on more important priorities than working with your customer one by one. I'll, if you want to grow, if you want to keep things as they are, then that's a nice lifestyle business. But uh, that's not uh, what I'm set to build. So that's not exciting for me. But there are some people that just want a nice lifestyle business. No problem. No hustle. Very little team. And that's fine. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But I want to create a business which is ready to scale and to grow much faster in, 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 that, in that direction. So this is one of the mistakes that we said. We said finding the right business partner. And uh, I got to say that Ben and I really kept working hard to making sure we didn't go separate ways. And we had many conversations as well saying, you know what, Ben, is this really worth going? <laughs> I why don't you just do your thing and I do my thing? And now we found our balance, which is managing a completely different part of the business and I'm working on a complete separate part of the business and that's now is perfect. Now it's brilliant. We talk, we are, we are friends again, <laughs> we don't have to fight anymore. 
Why? Because we are both in our zone of genius. We are both the driving forces of one thing. But before, when we were fighting, or who was going to be the driving force, and he was the idea, and I had my ideas, he he actually took the decision to take a step back and uh, kind of uh, denies nature of being this force driving things forward to allow me to do that. And I'll, I'll be forever grateful for it. And that's, I think, also how you find a, you know you have a great business partner, which is not there just for the short term, but is there for the long-term results. And they are willing to um, not be maybe 100% happy for the benefit of the business. And uh, I did the same as well in the situations with Ben. And because we were consistently communicating, and even if we were arguing with each other, we always expressed what was going on, and we always uh, were on top of uh, the problems that were happening, and always thinking about, okay, what kind of solutions can we put in place? Then that kept us working together. So that's really important. Find someone, uh, ideally, who is complementary, which is not exactly like you, and then find someone who's there that have the same vision, the same purpose, the same mission as you are have. They're excited as you are about your business. And then they're willing to work as hard as yourself to make that business happen. So that's one thing. Another thing is um, now is to find the right member, to find the right team member. Is uh, is really easy, in, in particular in the expert industry, you will have a lot of followers and you will have a lot of people that uh, will want to work with you. And uh, maybe they, they are clients and they want to be part of your team while you're helping them having a better life or while you're helping them building a bigger business, while you're helping them having better relationship. They, because they are clients and they love your services, they will be bought into your culture. They will be bought in, they, they are they bought into the way that you run your business. They are bought into the way in which, in what you believe as well. And... Uh, it's easier to then uh, start e- looking for staff members and team members within your client base, which is what we did. I believe that it was one of the best choices we ever made because now we had people that completely understood they were they were already a perfect fit within the GTEx culture. The problem is that uh, y- you is is up to you what kind of team you want to create. You can create a team which is more like a family where everyone is there and supporting each other and um, you're finding ways to, to coexist together. Or you can have a team which is a, a probably like, like a sport team that is designed to win. Now, in a team which is assembled to win, there is no room for losers. <laughs> That's why a team wins, right? And uh, that's where you got to make some t- uh, often ruthless uh, kind of decisions where someone might be a great friend or maybe they were a great client or um, uh, they started working with you, but immediately if you don't find that they are working hard and if you don't find that they are smart and they are good at what they do, I'm not talking about skills. Attitude is more important than skills. Like, for example, we had a salesperson that didn't convert for about six months and they reached their target for six months. But he was so working hard in building his sales skills that we kept on the team. And then we found that person a different role and then he started thriving from that moment. And the best decision we've ever made, we've made in GTEx, 
one of the best decisions was actually to not let that person go. But the reason why we didn't let that person go, it is because uh, they put so much effort. Hello, Richard. Thank you very much for joining. Because they put so much effort in uh, learning their skills, in upgrading themselves. They were investing in themselves. They will keep asking questions. And I could see how driven they were to perform and how bad they wanted this. For me, that attitude is more important than the skill itself. So when you're looking at team members, always looking for someone that has a winning attitude, that is open in communication, that is great at what they do, that can have potential to become great and what they do as well. And in particular, that they are willing to do whatever it takes. They're not the kind of person who bitches and moans about everything. Unfortunately, we had a, a team member that was like that. We, had, we worked with that person for a while or almost for a year. He was uh, creating so many problems within the team. But we kept that person because he was incredibly skilled. In terms of skills, oh my God, awesome. It would, uh, it, it would, it was amazing, absolutely amazing in terms of skill. But as a person, as an individual, working with uh, with him was very tough. It was very tough because he always had to to complain about things. So when we decided, say, okay, well, this cannot go, we cannot keep going this way. We literally almost to close one side of the business that that person was servicing because we didn't have someone that could do things uh, like him. And we had to refund some clients. It was a very difficult decision, but again, it was the right decision because now that we found the right person for that role, it's a pleasure to work. And it doesn't become every time before a call, doesn't mean like, oh my God, I really need to go on a call with this person right now. What, what else they're going to say? <laughs> and that's uh, not the way to create a high-performing team. So always find a person that is the right team members in terms of fit, that you enjoy working with, that is a pleasure working with, and they're working hard to become the best they can in their role. And the other thing is that give them a structured training, help them train, train them, spend time with them at the beginning. That's something I haven't done much. I was like, yeah, I want you to do this, do it, then come back to me. And there was very little support from my side. And that's one of the things that I've learned, for example, from the One Minute Manager book, which, was, uh, which helped me reassess the way I interact with my team as well, is uh, spending time at the beginning with people. Spending time at the beginning with people so that they can do their best work. It's not about micromanaging. It's about being there in a support role and also checking when they're doing things right and praising them for that, but also checking also when they're doing things wrong and give them directions where they can improve. While by leaving them on their own is uh, is not even micromanaging, it's not even managing. That becomes just forgetting about it and then expecting a great result at the end without support. And that's not even realistic. The other thing that uh, uh, is really important uh, on uh, another note, so that's where we're going in point number three on the mistakes to avoid. And I hope you're enjoying this because it's helpful for me right now to reflect uh, on the way we are growing as a company. And I hope that's helpful for you as well. The other part, which is avoid as much as possible bartering work. Oh my God, this is, uh, I know sometimes it's a, ne- it's a necessity. Sometimes it's a necessity. If you don't have money to pay team members and then uh, they can do some work for you, 
and then you will do some work for them and uh, you will give them maybe access to your community and then they will pro in exchange provide your service or they will get a free part of your course and then they will help you with some admin work whatever it is that's fine um, the thing you need to be aware of is that as soon as something paid will come in unless uh, this is the like they feel aligned a hundred thousand percent but as soon as they pay some paid work that they enjoy come in they're going to leave immediately or very soon they might have that conversation and saying okay i'm going to give you my one month notice or whatever so you can readjust yourself but you are not their priority anymore unless you're giving them something some crucial exposure that will mean that what you are giving them is way way more than money way way more than money so the way we run with our team members in particular when we create contracts and agreements and joint venture partnerships with our team members is to look at how can we partner up with their businesses so then uh, we will have a financial agreement in place as well as uh, for the work that they do for us so they will get paid and or if they don't get paid immediately they will get paid a percentage of the revenue that will come from that work but there will always be a paid agreement in, pr in process. There are people that are paid more. There are people that are paid less. There are people that do more work. There are people that do less work. And that's the nature of a business. But in particular in this industry, when you are in this moment, it's easy to go and to barter your way out of everything because you don't want to spend money. But remember, that's a very risky strategy for your business. Because now you imagine you're spending all that time training that person and after two, three months and now they can start do something by themselves or whatever it is, then they leave because they found some paid work. And you're like, oh, well, but I was counting on you. I prepared you for this. Now you're leaving? So remember, remember, remember to always make sure that the financial exchange is fair for both parties and uh, address that financial exchange. Talk about it. Make sure that you have agreement. Review that financial exchange over time because then uh, you don't want to have the surprise of someone saying, well, I'm leaving because uh, I wasn't getting enough money or I wasn't happy in what I was doing. At least you can prevent it to happen or you can just go part ways but be more proactive about it. And then we have the last part, the last thing, the last mistake that you can avoid when you um, growing your business and that's again all these mistakes are something that I've done uh, I'm sharing with you all the things that I've done wrong so then <laughs> hopefully you can do them right <laughs> because now we have spent time reassessing and reevaluating and and finding the right structure finding the the, the right way to, to keep going and the other one is uh, when you are scaling up don't run multiple projects at the same time. <laughs> and in particular, if you are like myself, that creative person who wants to have a, a thousand different plates spinning at the same time because uh, I think I'm a superhuman and I think I could do it all, then it's a big mistake. In fact, right now, I'm cutting all literally about 80% of the extra projects that I had I'm, the only thing I'm craving the most is having as much as possible free time on my calendar. That's how I know I'm doing, I'm having a great week where I have almost very little, when I have very little booked on my calendar. 
Because in this way, I can uh, buy, if I pack too much, it means that I will not be able to manage my team effectively. It means that I will not be able to grow the company strategically or to have the mental clarity to assess which are the really the right opportunities and which ones are the distractions. And uh, there is almost uh, at this point of growth, uh, I found uh, very little space for extra projects, for projects that would be like, hmm, that would be interesting. But w the, where you would better spend your time is in refining everything you're doing. Because then if you refine everything you're doing and you make it more effective, you make it more efficient, you make it better, then you will have uh, you arrive to a point that can run on its own and then you will have all the time in the world to create and go out all after all the other creative projects that you want. But it's up to you to take that discipline and say, no, right now, let me focus on this. And, you know, sometimes there are people that run the businesses like that. If you have a very methodical entrepreneur that does, does things one at a time, awesome. Kudos for you. If you are a kind of person who is like a super driving force, it's like, I'm a superstar, I'm great to get people trust me, believing in me, and I love spending time under the spotlight, uh, like myself, uh, but at the same time, it's very creative, I love running different projects at the same time. Right now, I'm just cutting all the projects and saying no to almost everything I can, so then I can have more time to pr create processes and create systems and support my team in creating processes and systems that uh, will allow them to grow the company to the way to, to what we want to grow, to become the number one um, company and training company for experts in the entire world. That That's our mission. That's where we are going. And so every team member knows that. And uh, we know that we need to have very strong process, very strong systems, and at the same time, very strong brand to keep growing so then when we will have, then we can focus then again to reach millions and millions of people and grow the company exponentially in that way, knowing that almost everything, if not everything, but almost everything is ready on the back end to um, support that growth. Because there are so many companies that just grow too fast. And uh, they are breaking apart because suddenly they have an influx of new business that they are not ready to handle. The team is not ready to handle. There are no process, there are no systems. And so the old clients get pissed off, the new clients get pissed off, and uh, the company crumbles. And we didn't want to be one of those companies. That's why we're slowing down. We are slowing down, putting a lot of time in the team, putting a lot of time creating those processes and systems so then everything can be ready for the next level of the growth uh, to the seven figures and multi-seven figures. So running multiple projects at the same time, my friends, no, no, don't do that. So to, to recap, we have the four thing, four mistakes to avoid that I've made in the, in the past few months. Um, one is uh, making sure that you have the right business partner or create the right partnerships. I was, we were very lucky, I have to say, that uh, between Ben and I worked out in the way it did. Very, very lucky. We worked hard at it, but also there was an element of luck because I've seen so many partnerships falling apart because they were the wrong people and or the people were not compatible or were just going into different directions. So this is a way, Ben, if you're listening right now, thank you, man. I love you. And it's great working with you, in particular now that you're doing your own stuff and I'm doing my own stuff. It's even better. 
and we can be friends again. Uh, the other thing is uh, finding the right the right team member. Finding the right team member. Make sure that they're high performing. That they are willing to work as hard as you do, and uh, they are willing to be better. They're willing to improve. They're willing to communicate, and that becomes part of your culture. Also, be aware of bartering and doing free exchanges that can be very risky for your business, very costly and very risky for your business. Make sure that there is always a financial agreement in place. Uh, so then people, when there is a, a financial opportunity, then they have to choose. While instead of just saying, oh, well, I need the money, I need to leave right now. And then the other one, which is the last one, uh, running multiple projects at the same time. No, 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 no. Don't do that. In particular, when you're scaling. Ah, bad. Okay, guys, thank you very much for uh, watching another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show that was live on my Facebook page, my professional Facebook page, Simone Vincenzi. If you're listening uh, as well on the podcast, maybe you're listening at the recording right now. Thank you for listening on the podcast. Make sure you subscribe or if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe on the YouTube channel. If you're watching it on the Facebook page, like the Facebook page. Uh, We are everywhere. And uh, up until next time, always remember that together we grow exponentially. Ciao.